This is Frax Outdoor Report. Coming to you from anywhere I can turn on my microphone. Bringing you all up-to-date information on Maryland hunting, fishing, and conservation. Hey guys, welcome back to that show. Uh, I just want to first point out, I'm sorry about last week, I did take the week off. Um, I was, well, not feeling that great, if I'm being completely honest, and I kind of had a call, so it was being, it was really difficult for me to try and like record an episode, but nonetheless, there's been a lot of stuff on social media, DNR's had a lot to talk about, and we're going to get into that right now. But first, before we do that, I would like to get into my weekend, so this past Monday was my birthday, and I took the day off from work, and I decided that I was going to have a little outdoor time. And by that, you know, I decided I was going to do a little bit of turkey hunting, maybe do a little bit of fishing. So what I ended up doing was I woke up super early, drove out to Western Maryland uh, on a piece of public land, did a little walking around, little calling, little sitting, saw a lot of hens, a bunch of gobbles, but I just, you know, couldn't get them to come in. Maybe they're just call shy this time of the year. And I actually uh, witnessed my first bearded hen, which I thought was a really cool experience. I posted about it in All Hunters of Maryland, and turns out I could have shot it, and that's on me for not knowing the rules. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, it is a female, and we do want to protect the future broods as they are important. The females are very important as, you know, they're the ones that, that, that manage the broods, and they take care of the birds and make sure that they, you know, hatch, which is the most important thing. So... No success in, in the woods, in, in the mountains. So I came back down to Pasadena. I got my son out of school, don't judge me. And we decided to go fishing on the Magatee, which was pretty uneventful as well. He caught a single sunfish. We used bloodworms and grass shrimp. We just didn't have any success, no matter what we threw out there. I tried a spinner, that didn't work. So maybe it was the time, or maybe the water's just still too cool, I'm unsure. But the, fish, the fishing on the Magatee was not that great, if I'm being honest. All right, so the, the big topic that's been floating around on social media, and we'll just get right into it, is the 2022 winter dredge report for blue crabs. We're going to go into this. I'm, I'm going to read over the whole thing. If you'd like to have the article on your phone or on your computer in front of you uh, so that you can read it while I'm going along, you can go to dnr.maryland.gov. You can click the fishing tab. And the first article you will see within that tab will be the 2022 Winter Dredge Blue Crab Report. You can click right on that. You'll see everything that I'm talking about. And there's also things you're not going to see in there that I'm, ta- I'm going to talk about. I have read over this once. I was going to not read over it, but there was too much information for me not to read over, and I would have had to do a lot of math on the fly. Rather than do that, I'm glad I read it over because now I have more information to provide to you so that you can understand these results a little bit better because the reality is and we'll get into this these surveys are blanketed and the the thing about them is is they don't always cover all the details they just show you a large number and go oh that's alarming so we're going to talk about it because it's i think it's important that people truly understand what's going on with these with these reports yes the numbers are down 
and it's across the board except for the juveniles, but they're still down even over a five-year average if you do the math. But we'll get into that. So here we go. The winter dredge survey is the only baywide fishery independent effort to estimate the number of blue crabs living in the Chesapeake Bay. The winter dredge survey produces information that is essential for the management of the species, such as an estimate of the number of crabs overwintering in the bay and the number of young crabs entering the population each year. Also calculated is the estimated number of females that could spawn within the year, which is an important indicator of future spawning potential. Estimating the total number of crabs living in the bay allows us to calculate the percentage of crab population that is removed by harvest each year. A pilot version of the winter dredge survey was first conducted in 1988 with the cooperation of the University of Maryland Chesapeake Biological Lab. In 1989, the Virginia Institute of Marine Science joined the survey and the two states continue to sample each winter from December through March. Since 1994, the survey has been conducted according to a stratified random design, see Rothschild and Sharov, 1996. The bay is divided into three regions or strata, Lower Bay, the mouth of the Chesapeake to Windmill Point, Virginia, Middle Bay, Windmill Point, Virginia to Cove Point, Maryland, and Upper Bay Tributaries, Cove Point to Pools Island and all of the bay's tributaries. Each year, a total of 1,500 sites in waters deeper than five feet are randomly selected. The number of sites assigned in each region is proportional to its area. How they sample a six foot wide Virginia crab dredge fitted with a half inch nylon mesh liner is towed along the bottom for one minute at a speed of three knots. Latitude and longitude measured with a differential global positioning system GPS is recorded at the beginning and end of each tow to determine distance covered. The distance is multiplied by the dredge's width to calculate the area covered, beginning and ending depth, water temperature and salinity are recorded at each site. All crabs collected at each site are measured and weighed. Crabs are measured from point to point across the top shell or carapace. The sex of each crab is determined and the maturity of females is noted. As a final part of the survey, they do annual experience to determine how well the dredge catches blue crabs. This is known as a gear efficiency. For more information, you can see Volstad at AL2000 and Sharov at AL2001. How they determine the age of crabs, we divide the male and female crabs into different categories based on age, size, and maturity. Crabs that are smaller than 2.4 inches across the carapace are considered to be young of the year crabs, basically new spawns. These are the new arrivals to the bay and will form the backbone of recreational and commercial fisheries in the late summer or fall. Female crabs bigger than 2.4 inches across are the females that could spawn this year. The number of spawning females is related to the number of young crabs that can potentially be produced each year and is an important indicator of the health of the stock. Combined, all crabs bigger than 2.4 inches are grouped together and considered to be the harvestable stock for the upcoming year. These crabs will support the recreational and commercial fisheries throughout the summer. So, so basically what they're saying is the smaller crabs are the ones you're going to see at the end of the summer, fall, when they've molted a couple of times, and the bigger crabs are the ones that are going to sustain this early part of the season. All right, so now we're going to start getting into numbers because it's important and we need to talk about it. The results of the winter dredge survey are reported as density of crabs. This is the average number of crabs we find within a thousand meter by thousand meter area or a thousand meters squared. This is important. Remember this. 
The density of crabs for the different age categories is calculated each year. If you are interested in that information, you can go see the, the there's a link in the in the thing and you can click that and it'll take you to the, it, there's a link in the article and it takes you to a table for all the different age classes and densities for the last 32 years. Let's talk about that thousand meter square thing, okay? This is what I was talking about math. So I, I did a little digging and a little bit of math, okay? So essentially, they do 1,500 sites proportionally over the three stratas of the bay. And what they're saying here is their report is the average number of crabs we find within a 1,000 meter by 1,000 meter area. Okay? Now the thing is, the bay is so large that they don't measure the, they don't measure the bay by meters. They measure it by miles or you have to translate it to kilometers. And th th this is where this gets interesting. So if you, if you take a thousand meters squared and you adjust that into kilometers, it comes out to 0 0.001 kilometers squared. Now, to be relative, the surface area of the bay is 11,600 kilometers. And if you really want to talk about the area like of which you can, so what they call it is the catchment area, so it's the area of water. Not that all of these areas of water carry crabs, but that number is 166,530 kilometers. Okay, so let's think about that. A thousand meters squared equals 0 0.001 kilometers squared. And the base surface area is 11,600 kilometers squared. That's the thing. They're basically, without telling you, they're telling you that they're really only calculating less than 1% of the bay. Because they really can't give you a true number. It doesn't exist. They would have to dredge the entire bay. They would have to pick up every single crab that exists in the bay in order to be able to say directly and efficiently that this is the exact number of crabs we have. I mean, I'm okay with them doing this survey, but, but to make it mainstream news and, and to put it out there that, oh, crab numbers are low, and they don't explain themselves, and when someone sits down and does the math and they look at this and they say, well, okay, they're only surveying 0 0.001 kilometers squared, and the bay is 11,600 kilometers squared, that's just the surface area. So it's slightly disturbing, and I want you to keep that in mind when we are discussing this this dredge report yes it's it's been used every year for the last 32 years and yes it is a close to accurate assessment of what is going on but i don't think it's a real one if you want to be real the reality is they are not they're not even touching one percent of the bay to get a true number so i don't know how honest these numbers can be all right, now we're going to talk about some of the charts that are in this report. These are the densities for the different numbers of crabs. Um, and this is what I'm talking about with the density of crabs, 1,000 meters squared. So basically, uh, crabs smaller than 2.4 inches down over a five-year average. Crabs bigger than 2.4 inches down over a five-year average. Um, density of male crabs, five inches or bigger down on a five-year average, spawning females down on a five-year average, and total crab density is down on a five-year average. Managers estimate abundance, the number of crabs 
estimated to be living in the Chesapeake Bay by multiplying the density of all crabs by the area of the bay. Each and again, <laughs> I don't I don't like the way this is done. Each year the overwintering mortality those crabs that die in the winter is estimated and abundance is adjusted for that loss. Juvenile abundance increased in 2022, but overall total crab abundance decreased in 2022. So what they're telling you there is, is there's a lot more fry. So there was, and I think the last year, the female numbers were really high. So it makes sense because we, I mean, yeah, we commercially keep females. We don't keep that many females. And you can really, if you look at these charts and you look at these numbers, you can see the difference in how many male crabs, you know, the number of male crabs and the number of female crabs and how they fluctuate is different. In 2017, an update to the blue crab stock assessment recommended a female-specific target of 196 million spawning-age female crabs and a threshold of 72.5 million spawning-age female crabs that were adopted by Maryland, Virginia, and Potomac River Fisheries Commission. In 2022, the abundance of spawning-age females decreased to 97 million but remained above the recommended threshold of 72.5. Again, don't even know if these numbers are real. They're estimates. The total estimated number of crabs living in the bay for each year of the survey is listed below. Okay, and we could talk about this, but I don't really think it's important. Uh, I'll give you the year, and then the number I give you is millions of crabs. And we, I mean, let's just let's just start. Let's start here. Let's start at 1990. 791. 1991. 828. 1992. 367. 1993. 852. 1994. 487. 1995, 487, pretty consistent, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. 1996, 661, 1997, 680, 1998, 353. This goes on and on. Let's just look at the 2000, 2001 to 2010. 01, 254 million. 02, 315 million. 03, 334 million. 04, 270 million. And the numbers just continue to fluctuate. The thing is, is they could test multiple areas. They could dredge multiple areas any given year. And maybe they get lucky and the 1% or less than 1% that they do dredge, they get a lot of crabs in those areas. So you get a giant number. But what happens if you dredge a bunch of areas where the crabs didn't spawn that year? I mean, you're never going to really know if you have a true number. And I, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's the most important thing about this. People are freaking out about crabs. You know, oh, the numbers are down. Now the prices are going to go up. Inflation and this and that and, and, and blah, blah, blah. And it's panic culture. The media gets you all riled up. All you Marylanders, because they know your summer and your crabs are some of the most important things to your culture. But the reality is, is you got to let that go. Because, again, yes, these surveys... They're good for certain things, but they're exactly what they say they are. They're estimates. And I can't hammer that enough. I, I think people need to relax on this notion that the bay's running out of crabs. Blue crabs run all along the East Coast, all the way down to even close to Texas. There is millions and millions and millions of blue crab, probably billions if I had to put a number on it. And, and again, I just want people to realize that these surveys, 
They tend to be slightly inconsistent, and you really shouldn't take this stuff to heart. When you read something from WJZ and they go, oh, the crab population's down, it's down to 200 and something million, yada, 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 but they don't ever really give you details. That's why I had to go behind the scenes and do the math myself. Because once you do the math and you look at the areas that they're covering, they're literally only covering less than 1% for each demographic, whether it be juvenile crabs or female crabs or adult harvestable crabs. They're only covering less than 1% of the bay. So I just, you know, I thought it was important we talked about that today. Because I really, I want people to calm down. I, I don't think there's a reason to get, to get all antsy. There's a lot of people in those comment sections on Facebook arguing. You know, the crab police is what I call them. Everybody's a crab police officer or a crab government official. Everybody knows more about crabs than the next person, even though they never went to school for it. Now, I also want to say, I don't know shit about shit, okay? I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm just a guy who's lived on the bay his whole life. I've eaten crabs my entire life, caught crabs my entire life. And I mean, I, you know, I've, trust me, been through years where I catch four bushels from a pier on hand lines and then the next year I don't catch none. It happens. They're crabs. They're basically base spiders. They crawl on the ground in a bay and they go where they go. So, you know, I hope this is enlightening to some of you because I think some of you just need a mental break from this crab thing. It's, it's not as big as you think. Yeah, the numbers are down, but numbers have been down for 20 years, if that's what you want to say. I mean, they fluctuated so crazily. There's no consistency with these surveys. When you, when you look at, and I hate to make this example, but when you look at stocks, right, you look to see for consistency. When you look over a five-year period, sometimes they'll be consistently up and sometimes they'll be consistently down. But when you look at this survey over the course of five or ten years, it's so inconsistent. And the, the variables that can make this survey inconsistent is just that's really it. That's the thing. All right, guys. Well, I hope you found this episode informational. Um, if, you, if, you, if you can, leave a like, share on social media, or also if you could give us a rating on Spotify, maybe uh, subscribe to us on Spotify so you can get weekly updates of when I post. Because uh, not always do I post on Facebook. I'm trying to be good about it, but I'm, I'm not that great with managing that. So it, I'm also on all platforms. So you can find me on Apple. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Anchor, which is the producing agent of this podcast. You can find me on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can listen to a podcast. That's where you'll find me. All right, FOR fam. I hope you all have a great weekend. Stay safe out stay safe out there and remember shoot straight cash trader